This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to the You Choose Podcast. Please go to youchoosepodcast.com. That's the letter U, choosepodcast.com, for more information about how to get in touch with us. Thank you for listening. Really appreciate the time that you give us. Please share this podcast with somebody you know. We would really appreciate it. And now, on with the show. We're ready to choose some adventures, right, Eddie? Yes. You know what is? It's not about when it happens. It's how it happens. And what's happening right now is magic time. We're going to find ghosts this time. We're doing Ghost Hunters. For those of you that haven't listened or watched before, we're reading from the classic Choose Your Own Adventure book from the 80s. And we're doing Ghost Hunter today. We did a few in the past, so we're going to maybe do one more try at Ghost Hunter. Go on to Chimney Rock maybe next. We'll see. If you remember, for anyone who's watching who doesn't, who didn't watch us last time and who maybe might not remember, we did hit two endings on the Ghost Hunter. Yep. And yep. One of them, I'll let you do the big one. One of them was we helped a guy not be homeless anymore. Yeah, as a little 12-year-old <laughs> boy. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I guess yeah. I'm good at carpentry. He's like, you're not that good. This house is falling apart. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. And then and then the second one, I'll let you tell what happened. Well, let's see. That one, I, I just remember the kid one. And then the other one was we didn't even find a ghost. I we think got, she, uh, we, we fell down off a balcony, I think it was. Mm-mm. We Wasn't got it? choked to death. Remember that? Oh, that's right. Oh, yes. Yeah, By the, we, the mob boss. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the mob boss who had the pencil-thin mustache. And we're like, yeah. He's, Bad see, guys have mustaches. My mom was right. I know. But yeah. see, I that's have a mustache. Right. <gasps> I've become. <laughs> you no, know, but you have a beard. That's different. Mm, that's I true at all. you have to have the weird. Remember he had like a little tiny thin mustache. He did right there. He wore like the playboy mansion robe or uh smoking smoking jacket or whatever smoking jacket beard uh, i'll tell yeah. you what i got more than a beard now it's been a solid what two months now of me uh being pandemic i got a beard that connects to my hair that connects to my back hair i'm good to go baby <laughs> do you have the neck beard <laughs> not quite i cleaned that up yeah. but it would it would oh, connect okay. if i didn't do it jesse's in the chat he says i choose you oh good choice jesse good choice <laughs> Sit back. so do we want to go ahead and start for those that haven't listened or watched before and just kind of go through it one more time and see what happens. I say we do it. Okay. Let's start with that one because we got, we got, uh, you know, we got five people watching. Let's do this. But I say, yeah. let's start from the beginning. Okay. Um, and then for people who didn't, you know, experience the full majesty of the beginning of this, and then we can just go from there. <laughs> so I'll go ahead and do page one All and right. read it out. And ever since you solved the Harlow Thrombe murder case, your services as a private detective have been much in demand. Harlow Thrombe was one of the richest men in town, and it was a surprise when he called you to help find out who was plotting against his life. Unfortunately, Thrombe was murdered the very night you began your investigation. His widow, Jane Thrombe, was the prime suspect, but you proved her innocence. And afterward, she continued to live in the huge Victorian house until she died of a heart attack a few months ago. You've enjoyed being a private detective, but lately you've been thinking about going into a new field. In fact, you've decided to become a ghost hunter. Way to throw your what? career away, by the way. I know. <laughs> just just disappoint your mom and stop what you're doing. And <laughs> Exactly. Sidebar, your parents have disowned you. 
Yes. <laughs> what got you interested was a magazine article on the subject. That's all it took was a magazine article. Doesn't wow. take much to sway this kid's interest. No kidding. The author said that in most cases, a haunted house was once the scene of a murder. This fact tied in with some of the news that you've heard recently after Jane Thrombey died a few months ago. A man named Howard Grimstone. This is the mob boss that choked us last time. Or, well, that wasn't him. It was one of his thugs. His his underlings. He bought the place, and neighbors say that strange things have been going on there. Lights on late at night, guard dogs patrolling the grounds, weird sounds coming from the house. The more you think about it, (laughs) the more you think about it, it's likely that the ghost of Harlow Thrombey has come to haunt the place, or the guy is an arms and drug dealer. Oh, wait, sorry. (laughs) One of the two. Yes. Exactly, exactly. Uh, So the Thrombey, uh, so the, let's see, let's go to page two. I like to sell the drug. Oh, they still oh, use oh, some drug. Yeah, Her- well, this is the '80s, so it's heroin. Oh, you're or right. Co- it's cocaine. Or cocaine, right? Yeah, <laughs> cocaine. That's right. The '90s is heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's all. Fun. <laughs> it's all fun and games, guys. And so, anyway, so another thing in the article that caught your eye was the article that said Professor Zyback, who is supposed to be one of the world's leading authorities on ghosts, works at the Institute for Occult Studies. Only a few miles from where you live. The author did not seem to have a high opinion of Dr. Zyback. However, in fact, he said this. Although Dr. Zyback has interviewed hundreds of people who claim to have seen ghosts, he admits that he's never seen a ghost himself. How can he be so sure then that ghosts really exist? I mean, doesn't he know that people have a way of seeing what they want to see when they're afraid? Dr. Zyback's evidence, in air quotes, For the existence of ghosts seems no more convincing than all the so-called UFOs and ESP. You ask various people if they know anything about Dr. Zyback. A neighbor of yours, Mrs. Waleka, tells you that she's known Dr. Zyback for many years. I don't know whether his theories about ghosts are true or not, but I know this. He says he is an honest man. You wonder whether it would be useful to see Dr. Zyback or not. So do we want to see the professor or do we want to start hunting ghosts right away? There we go. Do we see the professor or do we go hunting ghosts? We did both last time. We did. We did. Hey, I was going to mention, I found out that Edward Packard, he's the author of this one, but he's the one that invented Choose Your Own Adventure books back in 1969. And the first book that he wrote was called Sugarcane Island. No way. And it was originally called The Adventures for of You, is what it was called, The Adventures of You. So Jesse was kind of close. I choose you. The yeah, Adventures there you go. Of you. And he came, funny story, he came up with the idea when he was telling his kids bedtime stories. So he would come up with this concept, hey, you want to be a ghost hunter? Do you want to start right away? Or do you want to talk to the professor? And his kids would decide what, what happened in the story. See, that's amazing. Yeah. And this is where people like us creators and people who like have ideas of creations, this should give you some inspiration and hope because this guy was telling stories to his kids. Yeah. And would let them pick where to go. And he's probably riffing the whole time. Oh, yeah. He probably didn't have it written down. He's probably just going no. out and he's like, how cool would it be if people could actually pick where they wanted to go in a book? I I, I hope he became somewhat wealthy from this because. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Oh. Next next break, well, we'll go into the next bit. But yes, he, he did do just that. fine. Hey, viewers, right <laughs> now, wake up. Give us a choice. Do we go look for ghosts right now? Or 
do we go talk to the professor? This is an interactive choose your own adventure covert nerd. Get on it. <laughs> yes, get on it. Tell us what we need to do. We're, 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 your, we're a puppet without a master. We're your monkey. <laughs> we're going to give them another solid 30 and then we're going to make the choice. Exactly. Um, talk to the professor. Is this a Gilligan's Island professor? or If I walk in that office and I see one coconut, I'm turning around and leaving. Yeah, that'd be like, awesome. <laughs> He's like, Gilligan. I find... <laughs> I find ghosts with these coconuts. Ah, I have That's a crazy it. person. His coconut glasses on. Yeah, the coconut Ooh. mug, just like you, except it's exactly coconut. it's all coconuts. Now, coconut mug, I could probably get behind. Yeah, okay. I'd be like, "That's a pretty smart use for a coconut, right there." Um, but do you remember coconut. what we did last time? Last like, time we did both. I remember we went straight to ghost hunting last time, and that brought okay. us right to the house. And then okay. the other time we went to the professor, which eventually led us back to the freaking mansion, and uh, we got killed, got choked, strangled. Out. <laughs> yeah, strangled by the cocaine dealer. So I, I almost want to go back to straight to ghost hunting. Okay, and just Let's see. Okay, that's page eleven, and I can read that one since okay. it's my turn. All right, take it away, Eddie. Eleven. Here we go. Page eleven, I think. All right. You are sitting at your desk thinking about how you might begin your work as a ghost hunter. <laughs> Job one. I have bills to pay. How am I going <laughs> to do this? When the phone oh. rings, the phone somehow still works, even though you don't pay your bills. It's your old <laughs> friend, Jenny Mudge. <laughs> That's quite a coincidence. Jenny, who is also a private detective, helped you solve the Harlow Thromby murder case. I solved this yeah. kind of a generous word, but we'll go with it. Yeah, okay. How are things, you ask? Jenny replies in her usual lively voice. Very fine. I stopped being a private detective and decided to become a ghost hunter. Once oh. again, a pretty good coincidence. <laughs> bum, yes. bum, bum, bum. That's amazing, you say. Great minds think alike. <laughs> Way to turn it around and make it about you again. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> I was just about to see if I can find out whether Harlow Thromby's ghost has returned to haunt his old house. Could be, Jenny replies, but I've learned of a house that, by all reports, is definitely haunted. It's just a little way out of town, the Gray Mansion. It's been empty for a long time. The place is so haunted, weird, cursed, whatever you want to call it, that no one will go near it. I called you to see if you'd like to go out there with me this Saturday. Huh. So it's a date. If you decide to go to join Jenny, turn to page 14. If you decide to hunt the Harlow Thromby's ghost instead, turn to page 18. Okay. So, so join Jenny on her on a romantic date to hunt ghosts or go hunt ghosts at the Thromby house. So there we go. There's okay. your there's your second choice, viewers. In the comments below, tell us do we join Jenny or do we go hunt for Harlow Thromby's ghost? In his mansion that has Scarface living in it. <laughs> and he's going hey, back to the the Edward Packard who started it. He, yeah. So he wrote the book in 69. It didn't get much success. So they tried to sell it to some other publishers, got turned down by all the major publishers. Yep. But finally in 1979, Bantam picked him up. Ten and years sold, later. Yep. And sold 4 million copies by 1981. But total, 260 million books in 40 different languages. Are you kidding me? Nope. So he did so, well yeah. for himself. 
he did well. Now he didn't write all of them. He wrote 50 of them. Yeah. But so he wrote the first one. This is kind of cool. He wrote the first one in 79 for the, the cave of time for Bantam. That's the best all the one. way. Yep. And then all the way to 1998, he wrote the last book in the series for he did, but also his daughter, Andrea wrote it with him. So it's kind of, that's kind of cool. So the stories that she heard when she was a kid, she got to help write the final one in 1998. She went on to finish off the legacy. That's yep. amazing. That's yep. amazing. That's so like he did, treasures. He did the first and he, he did the last. So it's kind of cool. That is cool. Oh, so we Amanda have a, says join, join her. her. And that's, that's good enough for us. Let's do it. Uh, page okay. 14, 14 for you, Lee. Get on it. When you arrive at Jenny's house on Saturday, she greets you excitedly. The gray mansion is still empty, she says. Then what are we waiting for, you reply? Nothing. Now that I've found my flashlight, of course. That damn there flashlight. Is a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Eddie's got it. The candle. Uh, even look better. at me. I'm Jenny Mudge. <laughs> look, look, I'm Jenny. <laughs> I'm just as prepared as she is. <laughs> All you need is a flashlight. All you need there is a light drizzle falling and the sky has an oppressive leaden look when you reach the top of the hill and look up the huge Tudor house. Its turrets lean and its porches sag from the decades of neglect. The massive front door is bolted shut. <laughs> but halfway around the house, you find an unlocked door that leads to the butler's pantry. You've hardly reached the somber, musty hallway when you hear wailing and moaning sounds that rise and fall in pitch over and over. This way, Jenny says, her voice a little shaky. You follow her into a large room with massive oak tables and chests and chairs covered with dark brown leather. Your eyes fix on the great stone fireplace. The wailing sound is louder now, and it comes straight from the fireplace. Yes. Go to the next page. Okay. Maybe it's only the wind, you say. Jenny clutches your arm tightly. The wind never sounds like that. Then I guess it's a ghost. Jenny places her mouth close to your ear. If we're going to trap it, we have to surround it. One of us must go up on the roof and shine the flashlight down the chimney while the other watches the fireplace. Yeah. How can we get up on the roof? I noticed an upstairs porch on the left side of the house, Jenny answers. It wouldn't be hard to swing onto the roof from there. Do you want to try it or shall I? Now, no. a, point of, a point of remembrance for our listeners is that when we went last time, we stayed by the chimney and sent poor Jenny up there instead. So that's what we did last time. And bing, bang, boom, we found a homeless kid. Yes. So, so we may want to go a different way this time and uh, go up there ourselves because it might have I a different so. outcome. So I think so. Good or bad, it may, it may have a good. Yeah, I'll put it out there. Outcome. But I think I think honestly, like we won't even put it out to the to the viewers. Let's just reverse the curse and let's 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 uh, let's us go up there. You remember in the at the beginning of these books, it tells you not to read it straight through. Yeah, you remember that part? Yeah, I remember that well, that, that warning. Yeah. So Packard in you in the book he wrote UFO fifty four forty. You were rewarded for breaking the series cardinal rule of not reading it all the th way through. The only way to reach the Paradise Planet Ultima was to flip through all the pages. So he kind of broke his own rule there. On that. how would you have done that? You had to have read I, it straight through. I guess. Well, the only way to get to that planet was to read all the way through, I guess, is the way I understood it. Okay. I don't know. I, I have the, oh, I don't have that one, actually. I should get that one and 
and find out these are so hard to how find. exactly you did that yeah i know well you can still find them on ebay they're about eight dollars they're not too really bad. i thought they were like super collectible no no not really they, they probably yeah 200 something million of them out there yeah 260 million of them i think they're they're gonna be fine <laughs> all right we're on page 41 this is up on the us up on the roof now okay so let's go to 41 here we go i'm ready your when you turn. are leaving jenny to watch the fireplace you climb the broad central staircase. In the second floor hall, you find a door leading to an upstairs porch. You are able to pivot around the corner post of the porch railing out onto the roof. Though you have a good tread on your sneakers and the roof is not steeply pitched, the slate shingles are wet and slippery and you have to work your way up with great care. You're beginning to feel more afraid of falling than of coming face to face with the ghost. About halfway up the chimney, you pass the attic window. Looking into, looking into it, you see a face, a pale gray face with a twisted shadow of a mouth and great hollow eyes. <laughs> Instinctively, you rear back only a few inches, but enough to lose your balance. Oh, God. Okay, this is going to be bad. <laughs> Sorry, I read ahead a little bit. Uh, okay. Desperately, you drop to your hands and knees to try to get traction on the roof, but it's too late. You're falling, tumbling, head over heels, over the edge. Your neck twists <laughs> as your head hits the hard ground. But uh -oh. it does say turn to page 30. I'll go ahead and read it. You're dead. Dead <laughs> as far as any human would say. But you aren't dead from your standpoint because you can feel yourself floating, drifting into a house, passing like television waves through walls and doors and floors, your image in invisible, floating and not always silent, but like sometimes moaning, sometimes howling wind that whips through the trees, rattles windows and sends shafts of air past flickering candles. Your presence hovers through time. Then it moves and is felt. Live people, solid people, walk, run, and stumble. One gasps, others scream, terror in their eyes, their chest tight, panting, gripped by fear. The ghost that haunts them is you. <laughs> All right. We, well, we found the ghost. We found the ghost. Hey. If you can't find a ghost, you make a ghost. <laughs> you make a ghost. <laughs> Man. One way to do it. All we right. did it again, well, sir. We did it again. We didn't get strangled by a cocaine dealer this time. No, we went out like a like a true choose-your-own-adventure hero. We killed ourselves. Yes. Killed ourselves. <laughs> you can't right. have me, thugs. I'll break that my own neck. Yeah, I'll break my own neck. Yeah, I'll do it. I don't need no thug. I'll get somebody else to do it. Oh, you think I can't? Myself. I can't find a ghost. Ghosts aren't real. Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good job. <laughs> ghost. Oh man, that's amazing. Look at look at that drawing of your dead body to the face, man. It's yeah. like, oh dang, they did not. I love the black and white illustrations, and just they're so good. They. They just spared no expense there, I guess. That's great. Look at that. Look at the face on you when you hit the ground. Oh, yeah. That's not a... Uh, you're not walking that off. Legs oh, yeah. bent clear behind him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got the one leg. Every... Hey, this is illustration 101 for any artists out there who are who know that you draw a leg like that, that person's dead. That person's yeah, yeah. dead. 
And the hands There's like a... crimped up and stuff. So. Exactly. Oh, he's got the hand all. Oh yeah. man. Uh, all clutched. There's just, there's just certain poses that automatically you're like that person's dead. The death throws. That's a dead guy. <laughs> well, with that one, well, I guess we got to move yeah. on to a, uh, another another story, guys. The mystery yeah. of Chimney Rock. Let me open uh, up that yeah. sucker. I love the cover. The the witch on the front and the cat eyes in the background. This is one of those iconic covers too. This is one of those oh, yeah. ones that people think of when they hear "Choose Your Own Adventure." What number is this? Because they were all numbered, right? Yeah, this is number five. Yeah, see, early in the series. I think Paul Granger did some of the other art for a lot of Edward Packard stuff, so yeah. you, you get a lot of conformity. But so let's start. Let's see. Which here. nothing good on that cover, by the way. There's not one no. good thing happening on that no. cover. That's all scary. It's all bad. <laughs> that's imagery. what that's what made it great. <laughs> oh yeah. As a kid, because they were so like, it was genius on their level. They were so pocket sized that you yes. could throw a couple in your backpack. You could even carry one around with you, like in your pocket for real, your back pocket. And it's like you had, and once again, this is a different era. You had mm-hmm. like access to like adventure right there in your pocket, you know. And yeah. So, so yeah. Before the before the Game Boy. Oh yeah, this is this. Hey kids, this is before any of your fancy video yeah. games Game made by age. made by aliens trying to take over your mind. Choose your own adventure books. I mean, it just felt like you had like it's almost like a Twilight Zone episode in your pocket. Yeah, so and you anyway. got to control it. So that was the whole enticement was I get to decide what happens, and they're even doing that today with interactive TV, where you can Dude. you've seen that on Netflix, the survival show, where you can decide if he goes into the waterfall or does he go up the mountain yep did so. you watch that one it was a black mirror episode called bandersnatch did you watch that one? Oh no i haven't seen that same thing it's it's an entire it's like a it's a single episode but it's a it's movie length ish maybe not quite but not really because it's like a choose your own adventure book sometimes you pick the wrong thing and the and the tv yeah. show is over in five minutes and so the cool thing about it is you get to choose how you do it so you can either watch it like raw and just keep trying or it'll remember the last thing you did and will, will prevent okay. you from picking the same thing again so you can at least oh. find different yeah Okay. It's really cool. It's really cool. It's I a like little that. dark. It's a little dark. Yeah. I don't, yeah. 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 There's several of them. There's a Minecraft one on Netflix. And and so just cool concepts that they've really kind of experimented with that probably came. The genesis was from these books, I would imagine, because oh, the, the people that are producing this stuff are making the stuff for Netflix and other things. Oh, yeah. No. So. Yeah. You got to know they're doing. Yeah. Once again, tipping All right. that guy. Yes, Edward Packard. I'll get started with the, the first one here and then here we go. go from there. The vacation is here and you're visiting your cousins, Michael and Jane, for a few days at their new home in Connecticut. So after you arrive, they take you on a tour of their neighborhood along shady streets lined with cozy houses with neatly trimmed lawns. At the top of a hill, you notice a huge stone house, unlike any of you've ever seen. Ooh. It has turrets, walled Ooh. terraces, and a square tower that looks like a giant chimney. His title drop. Some of the windows are boarded up and others are hidden by vines and bushes. There's a big dog chained in front of the little cottage nearby, and you ask your cousins if anyone lives in the main house. Chimney Rock? Most people around here wouldn't live there for a million dollars, Michael says. It's supposed to be cursed, Jane adds. They say that some people who have gone inside have never been seen again. 
What happened to them is still a mystery. You see, Michael exclaims, Mrs. Bigley lived in Chimney Rock all alone with her cat for many years. When she died, she left instructions in her will that the cat could live there for the rest of its life. Hmm. People say that she put a curse on the house so that no one would bother the cat. Haven't the police investigated, you asked? The police never found anyone, only the cat, Michael says. But some people say Mrs. Bigley never died at all and that she's still living there herself. What does the caretaker say, you ask? He doesn't say anything, Michael replies. Some say he's crazy and some say he's just mean. But I guess he's afraid of the curse too because I hear he won't set foot inside of Chimney Rock. You're not kidding, you ask. If you think we're kidding, Michael says, why don't you go inside? See? You can almost see the, why don't you go inside? That's a total 80s dare, too. Don't oh, yeah. do it. <laughs> you don't, don't think do it. Cursed? Do it. Get cursed. The thing that I like about this already is that the mystery that they're selling is that she might not be dead. But for some reason, as kids, you're like, oh, man, that's weird. Like, why would, yeah. you know? And so yeah. uh, automatically, it's amazing. So, so we oh, have yeah. And, and so we do it. Or do we say no thanks and chicken, chicken? There we go. Do we do the Back to the Future timeline? One, the A timeline where Marty does do it <laughs> and messes his hand up. Or do we say no thanks and yes. take the high road and say, I'm not falling for your classic 80s double dog dare nonsense. Double, it's, how, yeah. it's how a person That's loses going to say. <laughs> double dog dare, yeah. <gasps> I have to do it now. Now I have to do it. Two pages, less than two pages. He set up a heck of a premise. He did. I mean, look at that. These books did a lot with very little. People who are writers would, would say, hey, yeah, I mean, with a book like this, you're going to sacrifice world building for quick storytelling. I mean, these are quick, like, yes. pulpy style stories. Not too deep, but they he sets the premise for a nine-year-old kid. I mean, that's exactly, you know, that's, exactly. that's who we're going after. So you do were. we do it? Or do we say, eh, I'm not going to try it. I'm we'll not give, too scared. We'll give you viewers another few seconds here, and then we're going to make a choice for you. Do we go or do we not go? I think I know which way Lee's leaning, which is oh, the yeah, same I want to do it. <laughs> the same way I'm leaning. Let's do it. Let's, Let's go. do it. Okay. Let's do it. So what page so we go is to that? page four. All right. We'll just turn the page. I will turn the page. Is this my page then? This is your page. Yep. Here we go. As every good 80 kid, 80s kid knows, when given the double dare... Oh, look at that. We are we're encouraged by Amanda Peck. Go. Oh, oh, there we go, Amanda. What are you oh. waiting for? Don't stop. I'll do it, you say. Okay, Michael replies. When are you going? Jane, uh, Jane and I will watch you. As if he's trying to like goad him into doing it even quicker. Know, yeah. We'll want to say goodbye to you, Jane says. What kind of oh, friends? Wow. <laughs> this is cousins. Cousins? Is that... that that's a messed up family. Flawn says. <laughs> we'll want to see you before you die. <laughs> Bye. See you later. See you in hell. Don't get your stuff. <laughs> exactly. My cousins are really intense. You take time to get a flashlight from the house. See? Ah, flashlight. See? The Jenny Mudge survival guide. I see you read it. <laughs> it's a Jenny Mudge starter kit. Wait, wait, wait. Do you have a flashlight? <laughs> no. Because That's you all don't. you need. And then the three of you set off for Chimney Rock. You feel a bit nervous, but it's a beautiful day, and you keep telling yourself there is really nothing to worry about. As you approach it, the house looks bleak and forbidding. Eddie's house. <laughs> like, <laughs> like some medieval fortress. 
a dark cloud passes in front of the sun. Oh. The wind blows dust in your eyes. It's not really dust. It's cocaine because it's the 80s. <laughs> the 80s. And it's a mansion. <laughs> There's a cocaine in this book. You wish you hadn't agreed to go inside, but it's too late to back out now. It's 1981. And you said I <laughs> agree to it there. <laughs> So, so is, I got to stop, Eddie. You said there's cocaine in this book. Is it like one of those books that are bagged and then you have a little bag of cocaine, a little razor blade in the back too? In the back. You're like, oh, yeah. this oh. book does have a secret compartment. Um, but it's oh, too sorry. late. To anyway. No, you're good. It's too late to back out now. So while Michael and Jane watch from a distance because they're jerks, you walk <laughs> around the house and try all the doors. Every one of them is locked except for one. In the back uh, of the house. Uh, the caretaker's fired. It is. <laughs> you wave to your cousins. <laughs> you wave goodbye. <laughs> You're like, bye. Mwah. Nice it's been a fun you. ride, cousins. And you open the door and walk into an entryway that leads to a large kitchen. There are rows of sinks and counters and a huge black oven. The floor is laid with dark red tiles, many of them chipped or loose. The, re- the, the windows are covered with cloth shades, and you raise one of them to let in light, or more light. On your right is a flight of steps leading from the kitchen upstairs. To the left is a swinging door, which you imagine leads to the dining room. So I'm okay. sure we have a choice here. Yep. Do we go up the stairs, turn to page eight, or do we go through the swinging door into the dining room on page 10? Ooh. Put that out to our to viewer. To the left, to the left. <laughs> upstairs, upstairs. To the left, to the left. Which one do to we go? To the left. Everything in your life. Follow the cocaine. <laughs> okay, Beyonce. <train. laughs> Don't follow the cocaine trail, Billy. Turn around no. and run. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, you know, last time we had a Kinney. We did. That a Amanda said we had. We had yeah. a Kinney that she predicted. So that's crazy. Yes. I so know. Let's see. Amanda, guess another name that shows up in this book. If that happens again, I'm calling yeah. it Amanda Psychic. I know. <laughs> Come up with a random a name that you think is in this book. And uh, if it happens, I'm literally putting all of my my financial trust in Amanda. Like, tell me where to invest yeah. in. Tell I'm me what to <laughs> Put all your money in Bigfoot mugs. <laughs> Bigfoot mugs. That's where the money's at. Do it. <laughs> John- oh, she did. Johnny. Okay. There it is. So, so Johnny shows up in this book. I'm a, I'm a believer. You are a believer. Put everything in Sasquatch mugs. Sasquatch mugs. So upstairs or to the left of the swinging door that leads very likely to a dining room. Or oh, boy. certain death. I kind of want to go upstairs. <laughs> we'll give them another couple seconds and we'll pick. But I am leaning towards with you as well. When the choice is up, go up. Go up. <laughs> well, we went up last time and we died, so... Dang it! You're right. <laughs> but it's too late now. Oh, we did. Up. We're we going did up. Find a ghost. Amanda not only uh, picks the same thing we did, she also uh, uh, qu- uh, named one of my favorite Pixar movies. There you go. Up. Uh, oh yeah. Page eight. You start up the stairs, trying to make as little noise as possible. The railing is falling off, and the dust and the cobwebs gets thicker each step of the way until you reach the landing which is dimly lit by pale yellow light coming Damn. through a circular stained glass window. I love the description there. He's again, so much description in just yeah. a paragraph. His adjectives are strong. Yeah. <laughs> the adjectives are strong with this one. They are. 
Steps continue up the two directions from the landing, but on the same level is a hall leading to the door that is slightly ajar. You walk up to it and gently push it open. Before you is a dingy room filled with furniture and trunks and an old-fashioned radio, a grandfather clock, a rocking horse, some coils of rope, piles of books, and on the dusty floor, a dead mouse. In the back of the room is a large closet. So do we open the closet door or do we go back to the landing? Basically, do we go back downstairs or no, no, we don't go downstairs. It's just out in the hallway, I think. Yeah. Or the closet door or the hallway. That dead mouse. That dead mouse is in the picture, too. He is. I'm going to zoom in. I love the description of all the furniture. He goes through every single piece of furniture. Amanda chose what I was leaning towards. Open it. If a guy named Johnny pops out, she's psychic. (laughs) (laughs) So open the closet door. All right. So that is 14. You make your way through the furniture scattered, scattered about the room and open the door to the closet. It smells of mothballs and is filled with clothes, some very old, some quite new. You notice a policeman's uniform and a large key ring with three keys on it hanging from a nail. You are suddenly startled by a squeaky noise. Dead mouse ghosts! (laughs) Go away. (laughs) Mouse ghosts. It is only a mouse scurrying across the room. Going to go pay his respects to his dead buddy. Yeah, probably. You walk back toward the door. The mouse comes running right at you. You step back, ready to kick it away. That's hardcore. (laughs) Mouse kicker. No kidding. That kid's tougher than me. I'd be up on the bed screaming. (laughs) Screaming like a little girl. They'd be like, oh, the little girl lost in the house. (laughs) You step back, ready to kick it away. But suddenly it rolls over on its side, dead. You rush out of the room towards the stairs. Then as you collect your wits, you remember the keys and wonder if they might come in handy. Oh. How'd that mice be? That mouse had a stroke right in front of you. I think so. If you go back for the keys, turn to page 24. If you continue down the stairs to the kitchen, back to the kitchen, turn to page 25. So are we going back for those keys or are we going to the kitchen to make a hot pocket? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Don't do it. Those hot pockets are nasty. No. I, I eat healthfully. I do. Now, Lee. Okay. But a few weeks ago, in a, in a state of pandemic desperation, <laughs> and I didn't want to cook. I was like at the store. I'm like, I need lunch. I'm not going home and cooking. I'm way too busy, but I don't want to go to another place. I want to go home. So I'm at the store, and I just saw in the freezer section some Hot Pockets. And I'm like, I haven't had a Hot Pocket in probably 20 years. Yeah, I'm going to have one now. So I buy <laughs> the dang thing. I put it in the cart, go home. I cook it according to the it was the most vile, doughy, nasty. I was so sad. It made me sad. It made me sad. Yeah, Cuz you're like, I don't remember them being this bad. No, it was worse than I remembered it. I was like, this has yeah. gotten worse over time. So nostalgia really built that up it did. and it was a big disappointment. It did. I remember as a teenager and, you know, early, you know, younger man pounding those things down. And surviving, apparently, because I'm not dead. <laughs> yeah, ate it now, and I'm like, maybe my palate has become way too sophisticated. You can't be yes. throwing garbage in this thing. That's right. This is sophisticated. Amanda says, go for the keys. Metal! 
We're getting those keys. I kind of want to get the keys too. Yeah, I, I want to choose to reading so. our mind. So that's on you, man. Page 20. Oh, 24. 24. Okay. Cautiously, you retrace your steps to the storeroom closet, take the key ring, and return to the landing. At the top of one of the two flights of stairs leading upward, you make out the silhouette of a large black cat, its green eyes shining in the gloom of the hall, its back arched, its teeth bared. The cat hisses softly as you approach. If you call to the cat to show you are friendly, go to 44. If you retreat down the stairs to the kitchen, go to 46. Boy, they really want to keep going to the kitchen. So do we go back to the kitchen? They really want us in the kitchen. You're not kidding. I know. Um, they really want that hot pocket. They're hankering. Um, that picture next to us is kind of scary, whatever that is. Yeah, that's the caretaker. Oh, okay, good. Well, he looks, he looks like he has a solid health care plan as a part of his being. <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's uh, after one cocaine dose, that's what you turn into. This is what happened. Back in the 80s. Kids. Like, kids, don't do this. Look what happens to you. Kids. One time. This forget, is your brain on drugs. Kids. Forget, yeah, you, you you went where I went. I was like, forget that frying egg in a pan. Look yeah. at this guy. You're so like, no. <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to look like this. This guy was, didn't even. He didn't even do cocaine. He just thought about doing cocaine. <laughs> and he, <looked> like that. <laughs> he just the thought passed his brain. His friend did it. He saw someone do it. And he's like, ah, my nose fell off. Um, he that that guy right there is actually seven years old. He's a he's a that's, that's all it that's all it took. Oh, that's funny. Kids, you think about it. Look what'll happen to you. This is it. One sip of alcohol. This is actually that's if you think about the 80s, that's kind of what they did. They're oh like, yeah. Don't even think about it. They tried scare tactics was the was the shoot was the uh uh technique du jour in the eighties. If we tell the kids that uh their entire families are gonna die and <laughs> I don't want to do that. You're going to look like this guy. See what happened to little Johnny over there? Yeah. See what happened to little Johnny over there? He just thought about doing drugs. (laughs) Everything fell apart. His mama died. Do you want that to happen? No. He could could even be the testimony. Yeah, I thought about doing drugs, and this is what happened. So don't do drugs. Guys, I thought about, you know what's crazy? I thought about thinking about drugs. Like I, And then that did it too. It was crazy. <laughs> so we have a vote for Cat. And I was kind of hoping too, because I'm like, how did that mouse just drop yeah. dead? So we want to go to 44. 44. They're really making us move on this one. Here we go. You call up to the cat, but it remains immobile. It's weird, weird eyes rotated way too funny. Fixed upon you, you stare back. It returns your gaze without blinking, because it's a demon. Then arches its back, hisses, and runs off. Negotiations have failed. <laughs> yes. It didn't work. You're bad at it. Uh, you follow it down a narrow corridor, but lose sight of it as it darts around a corner. Soon you come to a massive oak door. It is locked. You try the keys on your key ring. One of them works. Yes. <laughs> yes, this key did not do cocaine. You pull <laughs> open the door and shine your flashlight inside. There are steps leading down. Drawn by curiosity, you cautiously descend the stairs. When you reach the bottom, you find yourself in an underground tunnel. Its, paid, its floor is paved with cobblestones. The walls and ceilings are supported by wooden beams. The air is damp and cold. You follow the tunnel for about a hundred feet. That's a big tunnel. 
uh, before it opens up into a wide space, space filled with casks and racks of bottles. This must be a special cave where Mr. Bigley kept his wines. I like how they assume Mr. Bigley. Why, Mrs. Bigley can't drink yeah. wine? What's going yeah, on here? I guess not. Chauvinist. <laughs> At the far end of the cave is a chest with three drawers. The top one is locked. You try another one of your keys. It works. You pull open the drawer and take out some yellowed, crumbling papers you find there. Among them is a letter written in a shaky hand, which reads, To whom it may concern, I, Horace A. Bigley, am a prisoner in my own home, held by the ghost of my wife, Melissa Bigley, who died one month ago today, and now has the power to transform people into, I know what it's going to be. I know what it's going to be. I did keys. Too. It's going to be keys. <laughs> Before you can finish the note, it's not keys, it's mice. I bet you it's mice. Before you can finish reading the notes, it's people named Johnny. <laughs> she turns them into people <laughs> named Johnny. Named Johnny. <laughs> you whirl your flashlight, your Jenny Mudge, around, but it goes out. In the final flickering light, oh, you see a figure. And even now in the dark, you can feel its eyes fixed upon you. You reach for the rack of wine bottles and pull one out. That's right. We're going we're going Kansas City style fight on this one. We're gonna yeah. break a bottle of wine. Whoa. Break a bottle. <laughs> Kansas City rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you reach for the rack of wine bottles and pull one out. It may be of no use against a ghost, but it's your only weapon. If you swing the bottle at the figure, turn to page 84. If you ask, who is it? Turn to page 89. Are we putting the bottle up against the forehead of whoever dares to walk up to us? Or are we just going to be polite and say, who is it? Who is it? Really meekly. Who is that? Who is that sneaking up on me? Come on. Probably Denny Mudge. Have you ever had that happen, Lee? You ever like have no logical reason in your own home? Let's say in your own home, no logical reason at all to feel like there's a figure there. But do you ever feel oh, yeah. like you walk into a room and you're like, man, I ain't alone in this room. You know what I mean? You ever had that yeah. feeling? Sometimes I, I woke up one time, I had a weird, I just thought something was there. You know, then you kind of just, eh, yeah, kind of brush it off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, as uh, shooting straight right at you, pew, pew, pew. Um, as a paranormal dad, I uh, have had that a lot. Yeah. And, and there have been some weird things when you start, like, trying yeah. to kind of, like, uh, break down, like, what's going on and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I've had so many weird, like, brushes with that that I'd be swinging that wine bottle. I'd be swinging that wine right. bottle like it was, like, the Olympics. I'd be like, I'm getting the gold medal. <laughs> In wine bottle warfare. We'll have to do an episode on that because I got several of them that are really bizarre. So, but that's a whole nother story. (laughs) Who's Johnny? (laughs) Who's Johnny DeBarge? And we're getting Amanda. She's saying, ask. Ask. She's going for the manners. Miss Manners here. Okay. My gut gut was like, this wine bottle has one purpose now. Isn't it? Yes. (laughs) So we're going to ask. We're going to use some manners. we, We have to give the people what they want. That's true. This is what this is about. This is used to the story here on Covert Nerd. Exactly. So page 89. I think it's me. It is you. 89. It's me, Michael, the voice replies. Oh, great. It's our cousin. We could have killed our cousin. (laughs) 
<laughs> explain that to mom. Uh, sorry. All right. You're both relieved that the other is not a ghost. Your flashlight flickers on and off. My flashlight is getting weaker and it wasn't very bright to begin with, you say. Let's get out of here. You shake your flashlight and it flickers on. As you lead the way through the passageway, you hear a roaring sound. The tunnel is caving in behind you. Oh my gosh, this is a Indiana Jones or something. You and Michael are soon covered with dust, coughing and gasping. You make it back into the house and finally out into the fresh air. Once outside, you almost stumble onto Jane, who is lying near the door, clutching her ankle, grimacing with pain. I fell, trying to climb down the vine, she says. I twisted my ankle. Only then, you notice a policeman has arrived. Sorry, or what a sorry sight the three of you are, he says. You don't know it, but you were lucky to get out alive. Now, get out here and never come back to Chimney Rock. The end. <laughs> so we just committed a felony, yep. and the police showed up. <laughs> yeah, and we destroyed the wine cellar. Probably, you know, another felony, maybe. Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the sheriff's name is uh, is uh, the police officer's name was uh, Johnny and uh, Johnny. Man, and, yes. hey, so, what was the other page? Eighty four. Eighty four. Yeah. Do you want to go to eighty four? I kind of want to see what happened. Can I read this one? Yes. This is if we decided to swing the bottle, like vigilante style. Vigilante style. I'm going daredevil. I can't see you, but I'm gonna give you some wine. You lunge forward and swing the wine bottle, striking something. The bottle breaks, and wine splatters all over you. A voice cries out, it's Michael. So it is your cousin still. I thought maybe they would like play it, change it up. He screams, oh, it's me, you cry. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to get me. You shine your light on Michael's head. Fortunately, it seems not to be injured. Michael! That's a strong head, son. Did, did he hit him? Or did, took a I wine bottle him. to the head, dude. I, Holy oh, cow. I mean, all right. Okay. All right. You shine your life. Michael's oh, a man. robot. Uh, Michael is an android. <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> one day I long to be a real Michael. <laughs> yeah. Um, follow me closely, you say. We'll get out of here. Suddenly you hear a roaring sound. Man, again. Clouds of dust rise around you. Loose dirt scatters down around you. You shine your light toward the tunnel. It is blocked off, but there is light coming through from above. Suddenly, the roof of the tunnel is caving in. You are being buried alive! (laughs) Don't worry, a voice calls down. I'm a policeman. I've radioed for help. We'll have you out of there soon. But even as you hear his words... You are gasping your last breath, another victim of the curse of Chimney Rock. Oh, man. You and Michael die. If you Even Michael him, dies with him. If you pop him in the, bo- in the, in the head with a bottle. After he gets hit with a wine bottle, he still survives. <laughs> exactly. Wine bottle to the head without a helmet? Exactly. No helmet. Helmetless. I know. So, so we've managed to cover two endings in a very short time. Do yeah. we backtrack and try wow. one more? Yeah, let's do one more quick one. So, no, let's go to the kitchen and make our hot pocket. Yeah, little do we know, both of those things will be in a bad way. So, 46. Some you, Totino's pizza, maybe. You, you, you want me to read this one? Oh, no, that was you. Uh, that Now, this is yours. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's mine. So, yep. All right. You start down the stairs toward the kitchen, keeping an eye in the direction of the cat. You reach the landing and start to walk along the passageway leading off from it. You are wondering whether to continue on when you hear a muffled voice calling, Melissa, where are you? Melissa, where are you? Could this be Mrs. Bigley? As you cautiously walk along the passageway, you hear the voice speaking again. It's time for me to come to you, Melissa. You round the corner and encounter a tall, or encounter a slim, tall, elderly woman dressed in black. Mm. Her face is wrinkled, but her green eyes are sharp. Ooh, notice the green eyes. Again. Her nose seems darker than the rest of her face. Her head slopes back and her reddish white hair is swept back in a bun. She stares at you with hatred in her eyes, and you stare back, determined not to turn your eyes away. Suddenly, she shrieks and runs down the stairs. Cool, you follow cool, her down the cool. stairs. Yep. <laughs> you follow her down the stairs and stumble through the kitchen and out into the yard. You sit down at the base of the large tree, trying to sort out your thoughts. In a few minutes, Jane and Michael join you. They tell you they searched the house but couldn't find Mrs. Bigley or her cat. The next morning, you visit with Jane and Michael is at your visit with Jane and Michael is at an end. You have an hour or so before your bus leaves. You walk up the road again to Chimney Rock and stand looking at it for a long time. Then you see the burly, fat-faced caretaker approaching you, his huge dog with him, straining at his leash. As he approaches, you get ready to run, but he calls out, Don't be afraid. I'm your friend. You have freed me from the witch's curse. What do you mean? Where is Mrs. Bigley, you ask? She died yesterday. He replies, for the last time. Dun, dun, dun. What? Let me see that again. Well, if you remember, the cat's eyes were green, too. Yeah, so she was the cat. Yes. Calls out. For the last time, cats have nine lives, so we must have used up our last one. God. That's crazy. That I'm, I'm that was well written. That one was pretty good. Yeah, because yeah. li- literally one one page and like an eight, and I had goosebumps. Yeah. I don't know if you guys did. Yeah. I had legit goosebumps when you said when it said it. She shrieked and ran down the stairs. I was like, this yeah. this oh, man. That was and good. then the green eyes. I'm like, oh, okay, this, they're insinuating that she was the cat. She's the cat. That's kind of yes. cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That's a good one. I like it. I, I would like love that. to see these turn into like uh, videos. Oh, okay. Well, in 2010, Packard started a company called U Ventures, and he released a Choose Your Own Adventure application for iPhones and iPads. Really? So the first the first title was Return to the Cave of Time. <gasps> so in 2010, he kind of made them in more in a digital format, so to speak. Guess what I'm installing on my phone after this is done. <laughs> well, it was back in 2010. I wonder if they're even around anymore, but they might be. I don't know. You ventures. It's so funny because at first I'm like, that's yeah. not that long ago. Oh, wait, that's 10 years ago. This yeah, is how 10 years ago. That's how we get older. Yeah. But I agree. Um, Wouldn't it be cool to do a little animation or yeah. something like that? Yeah. Do some sort of cool and maybe make that interactive too. You know, but oh yeah, so you could God. click on the picture, and it might release or reveal something or something like that. The fact we just said that means somewhere someone has been like, we're talking to the family to get the rights to do these two hundred adventure stories as legit, like clickable Netflix adventures. Oh if yeah. Not if not, oh, we need yeah. to trademark that. Uh, Last Starfighters, covert nerd. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did. I, 
I think he let the the choose your own adventure lapse the name lap the trademark, but I guarantee you somebody picked it up. It's not yeah. just sitting out they, there. They let it lapse. <laughs> yeah, back in where did I read that at? Maybe I didn't copy it down, but yeah, the name lapsed, the, the trademark lapsed. But I guarantee you, somebody's grabbed that. Oh, 100%. Bantam wonder, wouldn't let that go. I wonder who jumped on it. Well, R.A. Montgomery was one of the other authors on Choose Your Own Adventure I was reading, and he was the one that published it originally, but okay. it was just a really small publishing house. And so him and Packard kind of wrote a lot of these stories. They were putting out one a month there for a while when they first came out. Man. Him and, him and Packard, yeah, releasing one book a month there at the beginning. That's Can you awesome. imagine that? Oh, that's yeah. working. That's just going for it, you know? Yeah, that's grinding, but yeah. So imagine Jeez. Montgomery. So my, you can buy new Choose Your Own Adventure books, but they're only the ones that are written by R.A. Montgomery. He was, again, the one that published them originally. Yeah. So yeah, not the, I mean, not the other ones. Well, and there was like other uh, like imitators that came out afterwards, like the Which yeah. Way books, and there was um, uh, Endless Quest. Um, yep. And that was uh, set in the Wizards. DD. Yeah, Wizards, Warriors, and You. There was a Transformers one, a Disney one, a G.I. I mean, they're just every IP oh, yeah. had a version of this. Yep. Yep. So emulating this amazing, cool idea. Um, so we basically saw three endings on this one. I know. And That's a, pretty good. We only died. Well, yeah. I guess we died. Uh, we only died once, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, very <laughs> the arm arm clear back and legs oh, all <laughs> tonight. Oh, we yeah, we died epically tonight on the ghost. It was like dang. But we found the ghost. Yeah. Look, even even, uh, even Amanda got the old goosebumps. I know. Yeah. Dude, dude, that, that page alone was scary. Like and you've seen those like no. Oh, she corrected it. Goosebumps. Yeah. I no John no Johnny though. No, Johnny. We don't know yet, though. We don't know yet. What's the caretaker's name? That's Did he true. say? Oh, no, it's not. It just said, I'm the caretaker. It could be Johnny. You never know. Don't be afraid of me. Yeah. It doesn't say. It kind of reminds me of in Home Alone, remember, the guy putting the salt out on the on the sidewalk? Yeah. Kind of reminds me of that. You know, yes. Don't be afraid of the old guy. <laughs> He's, he killed his whole family with that shovel um yes that was wicked awesome i i i almost want to do what we did this time and like revisit this book okay for a couple ones and just see if we can't find another couple of cool endings on this one yeah no i agree i love this one this was one that i really enjoyed as a kid but again it's been a long time since i read this one i want to see how many alternate endings this one has uh, you know they always put that on the front cover of oh does um, it say how many are in there yeah, it usually says on the front cover. Well, here. We already Let's found see. three, so I wonder. Usually there's 40, 40 possible endings. 40? In a book yeah. that's like that thick? Yeah, what, 60? Well, I guess about 80 pages, less than 100. Yeah. And you have 40 possible endings. I think 40. Ghost Hunter only had 20. Well, we found correctly. three. Yeah, of Ghost Hunter had 20. Yeah, we 20. found three of the 40. So that's what was fun about these. You could. Pick one of these up in 15 minutes, go through two, three endings. Oh, yeah. Just depending on what happened and how fast you could read. It, it was almost yeah. like the Transformers of books because it was like it never was the same story twice. No, it was pretty rare that you got all of them 
yep. in just a sitting. You had to kind of sit through it. So yeah, oh. you can see the cover. So there's there's the witch with the, the keys. Yep. Got the key. There's the caretaker. There's the cat. Get out of your oh, key to cat. Get out yeah. of here. It it is a testament to to like the cheapness of baby boomer parents back then because they're like this is like buying them forty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I remember trying to do a book report on one of these. They're like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, that always bummed me out because like teachers, this is where like and comments are live here. So talk if you want to add your own thoughts on this. There were teachers. I remember this in the eighties. They were like books that they were like, you can't. That doesn't count. Like this doesn't count. You yes. can't use this book. It's like, but I think I, I talked one teacher in to say, look, if I read two of these, can I count it as one book? And I think she let me go ahead and yeah, and do it. But I yeah, heard. they did not. Yeah. But they were still fun. So. It was. A, I had an English teacher in uh, high school. I was a freshman actually, and we we had some book reports, and she had some assigned reading, and I was a voracious reader. I read. A lot, and my my uh, my books, uh, like my crack at that time in like the early '90s, late '80s, early '90s, was a Star Trek books, those paperback Star Trek books. Yes, yep. And I had I remember. stacks of these things, dude. And um, and she was a, a Trek fan as well. She was big into it, and we would like chat about it, like even like before class for a couple of minutes. You know, hey, did you see the next generation? episode yeah i did it was so good oh my god you know and this is pre-internet awesome. kids we didn't have i know my, my yes. english teacher was actually cool and she assigned you know hey to, you know book report blah 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 and i walked up to her just bold as brass and was like i would like to do mine on a star trek book these are all fiction books this is a fiction book and and she was such a fan of like she was like yep you can totally do it i was like yes yes oh, yeah <laughs> i was so pumped I got oh, to that's do a awesome that she lets you do that. She, yeah, she on was Star awesome. Trek. Oh, yeah. Never that is awesome. That. I was so pumped. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Well, it's funny that it's funny that she lets you do that, but I suppose she's like, hey, I'm a fan too, and it meets all the minimum requirements or whatever they had to have. Right. You know, it was certainly, yeah. I think, as long, if not longer, than the books of the Shia Sun. Anyway, the point is, uh, good on you on teachers, our, our teacher friends watching, and, and who will see this later, who are open-minded on the literature spectrum and letting their kids read fun stuff. Well, heck, you know, with this stuff, it's like it gets kids reading. I mean, why not? And like I said, you can still go buy these, the ones written by R.A. Montgomery, or you can buy the used ones. So why not grab a couple of these, hand them to your kids, and say, hey, what do you think of these read up you know read up i i all, it's, yeah it's all from uh telling your kids bedtime stories which edward packard did this and so did J.R.R. tolkien that's where the whole middle earth came from was uh, bedtime stories see so. isn't that funny how that works yeah like, it is weird isn't it like the work you put in as a parent to like tell your kids cool stories eventually you're like i should write this stuff down. huh you know, I can sell this. <laughs> uh, Jesse uh, points out here. I read the article. The tie-in books are potentially canon now. Hmm. Oh, I don't see how it couldn't be because they did a very good job. Those authors, uh, they basically would like work with the uh, script writers and show creators when they did those books, that they weren't stepping on the toes of anything that they had planned or were doing. And so uh, it seems like they worked those books in pretty. They didn't just give them free reign, like, and start creating aliens if you want. Have fun, you know. And um, I think. I think. 
they gave him parameters, I suppose. Yeah, said, well, you got to, yeah, you can do whatever you want, but you got to stay in this box here. Yeah, exactly. Dude, how fun. How fun is this? I love I this. These are fun to do. Late yeah. at night, not late, but later at night. And it's well, like, ooh. Let's just get all scary. You need a little campfire and and tell one of these. This actually would be good on a around a campfire. Oh, there you go. And then she shrieked and ran down the stairs. <laughs> exactly. Dude. And the cat that. and the woman was never to be seen again. My dun, wife dun, dun. ghost. It's like, oh, <laughs> that's amazing. Dude. All right. Well, we better wrap it up. It's been yeah. about an hour, but hey, thank you for those of you that participated and helped guide the story. And we only died once. We only died one time tonight. That's a victory in the world of choose your own adventure. It is. It is. <laughs> you just had your cousins bug you. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, well I love and, that. and uh, oh, I guess we died twice, really, when you think about it. Because we got buried oh, alive one time too. That's true. Oh yeah, yeah, that's oh, true. Well. But 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 that was an alternate. We went back. That's so true. Initially, so yeah, we, we didn't. didn't so we didn't sit with it. We did good. All right. Well, thanks, Eddie. It's been yeah, fun. Thank you, man. We'll need to great. do it again, like you said. Yeah. We'll maybe tackle Chimney Rock again, and then see what else we got out there. Yes, Chimney Rock. I'm hoping. Let's maybe we, maybe we can even talk about doing the Cave of Time. Ooh, yes. I'd love that. Always Let's a good that. one there. Yes, my personal favorite. Yes. yes, I love that one. I I had both Cave of Time and Return Cave Return to Cave of Time. Man, I didn't have both good. Can't go wrong with either one. <laughs> nice. We'll have to do that then. Thanks, Eddie. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate the time that you take to listen to this podcast. It's a lot of fun to do. Please participate. Go to youchoosepodcast.com for all the different ways you can reach out to us and be part of the show. That's youchoosepodcast.com. Again, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Yes. You know why? You know why? I'm drinking out of my Bigfoot mug <laughs> and it's filled with That's this awesome. nasty concoction. Before we start, can I tell you what, I, what I'm currently drinking out of this thing? Yes. So... I, I'm a weird guy with tea. I can't taste it unless it's super strong. And so I put two tea bags in my tea. Whoa. I do. I'm a two you're tea bag. You're, you're dangerous, Eddie. People say I'm not crazy and wild. <laughs> two tea bags, bro. Two. <laughs> so I put two tea bags in here, and then I have my tea last night with the uh, Mega Reads Live, and I'm drinking this tea. And I left those two tea bags in here and I had about that much liquid in it. And it just sat overnight because I'm a monster. I'm gross. And so today, tonight, I'm getting ready to tuck in. And at night, I have a giant thing of the sleepy time tea. It has no caffeine in it. Okay. It's like herbal tea, you know? So you might fall asleep halfway through this? I'm already already like comatose. Um, (laughs) And so I see these two tea bags that have been like brewing all day in this like liquid, this thick grog that's in this <laughs> so, it's like syrup oh dude it was like it was like exactly it looked like it looked like maple syrup from the alpha maple tree it was just like thick like that's it awesome. was like and i'm like guess what i'm just gonna add water to this so that's all Why i not? did <laughs> i just added Eddie, hot water you're like, living life on the edge drinking spicy. day old tea it's spicy <laughs> i'm imagining this is what bigfoot like sweat tell smells like <laughs> Oh gosh, you're like you're like Bob Ross. Remember he would draw paintings. He's like, let's get a little crazy and put a rock over here. Exactly, Eddie. 
Exactly. Yeah, this is so yeah, I'm drinking I'm drinking skunky tea out of a Bigfoot head mug. So there we go. So we're ready to ghost hunt. We're ready right? to find ghosts, man. I'm I'm buzzed on some uh I'm buzzed on some tea and mold. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. Well, 